Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Steve and Bobby. It's been crazy hectic with all the stuff we've been doing, all the the different things we're trying to incorporate into this, and we've been getting a lot of feedback. Um, we're going to get jump straight in today because one of the topics that we we got asked about when we did your the podcast with you and your beautiful wife, Deanna, was had to do with pornography. Yeah. And we wanted to address it, but we didn't want to um, go. We felt like it was going to be a full episode For if sure. we just addressed that one question. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to get into that. So the question was, and there was two of the questions that we didn't address, this one and then another one. And it's relatable, right? right. It says, how to battle pornography, how to tips to have healthy sex, how to build emotional intimacy when healing from pornography addiction, sexual abuse trauma, all the mess of it, right? So that was that was one. And then the other one came from uh, a buddy and um, he was asking, my question is, what should I be doing as a single man? And when I'm in a relationship with a woman, how should I treat her? And, and a lot of um, what we're gonna cover today is related obviously to the topic of pornography. Right. And, and, uh, obviously how do we, how do we deal with it? How do we navigate it? And, you know, as, as men, how are we supposed to be? Right. And I think, um, man, so we were talking before we started this, it's, this is going to be a heavy topic because I think so many people struggle with it. I do. And I, I have in the past and it almost cost me my marriage. Sure. Um, so it was because it leads to so much more. And I know that there's going to be guys out there who are, who want to argue it, who want to say like, it doesn't even say porn in the Bible anywhere, pornography anywhere. You're right. It doesn't. But the words that were used in the ori original language, pornea mm -hmm. was for sexual immorality, yep. you know? Um, and I, I want to jump straight into scripture. Because I think that um, Jesus tells us really clearly in Matthew, um, we are in Matthew 5, verses 27 and 28. It says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? What, what are we looking at porn for? for lust, mm -hmm. right? To mm -hmm. gratify a lustful urge that we have. And that's what is when we we're already sinning when we do that, right? Like just that thought of, hey, I want to look. I mean, we're not going to be able to, there there's probably no way you're going to be able to stop that thought from entering, mm -hmm. but it's the actions that you take afterwards. Yeah. Right? Cause it, cause it happens in the head before it happens in the bed. Right. Right. Without like it's, yeah. And those are, those are all things that are leading into that. You know what I mean? Cause you know, if you, if, you know, we talked a lot about boundaries in this podcast, you know what I mean? And it's like, if, if you don't have any boundaries on what you're going to do and what you're going to be looking at, what, what do they say? The eyes are the windows to the soul. Yep. You know what I mean? And if you don't have any boundaries into that, you're, you're, you're conditioning yourself to say that this is acceptable and this is okay for me to do. Right. And I think it comes down to like, uh, I mean, I think I kind of already hit on it, but like the question is like, why are you watching it? 
Mm -hmm. right? Like what is your purpose, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, what is the purpose of watching pornography? And um, one of the articles I read laid it out real simply. It said the purpose is to feed lust and engage in sexual fantasy, usually leading to masturbation, right? Sure. And so like not only are you watching it, but then you're in your mind, you're doing a sexual act yeah. with that fantasy that you have. And that is without a doubt, if you're married, that's adultery, yeah, right? Like, straight up. <laughs> you're straight cheating up. on your spouse if straight you're up. doing that. Um, and I think when I was struggling the most with it, um, before I had been saved, that my, my whole thing was like, oh no, it's not about you. It's, it's me. I'm, you know, I, it's just a way to fill an urge and, but it, I, so I was minimizing it so much. Hey, you were justifying it. Yeah. yeah. And justifying it and the excuses. And, um, but when I realized like, Hey, I'm committing adultery yeah. like that, uh, on top of everything else I was doing, actually committing adultery was like, man, just thinking about it is committing adultery sure. in my heart. Right. Like, so, um, and it's crazy how Jesus calls it out. Cause you think about back in those days, it's like everybody was wearing robes, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, there was no internet back then. You right. know what I mean? So how much more does that really truly pertain to us? You right. know what I mean? Where it's like the, the availability of just watching objects and looking, I mean, to look at somebody in that way in, in a lustful manner is, is committing the act of adultery. So how much more, I mean, like you're straight, if you're on porn, you're, I mean, that's straight up, you're just watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and it's such a temporary thing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so one of the websites, I, I mean, you brought it up and I'd already found it. I didn't find the statistics, but, uh, I found that when you told me about it, the covenant eyes has all kinds of, um, material out there for people who struggle with addiction to pornography. Sure. Right. And one of the things it says in here is like the average time spent on a website for a pornography website is six minutes. That's crazy, dude. So that's it. That's it. So we're jeopardizing eternity for six minutes, <laughs> right? Like jeopardizing our families, our marriages, um, our relationships with people for six minutes, yeah. six minutes of quote unquote pleasure. Right. Yeah. But as soon as it's done, most people feel guilt or shame, like, because I don't know anybody who struggles with pornography and is doing it out in the open, right? Sure, yeah, like, no, they're, it's always, always hidden. It's always right, on hidden, their own by themselves. Nobody's... Concealed secret on your on your phone in that that secret mode, incognito mode or mm. whatever, where nobody can see what I did supposedly, you know? Like, hey, you're doing it in secret for a reason because you already feel guilty about it. You already know it's wrong. And like six minutes. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's the thing, man. Like if you're doing it where nobody else is around, and you're hiding it, that's how you know it's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's a, a perfect indicator to know that it's wrong. You know, and, and uh, you know, when God gave the Israelites the commandments, right? Everybody knows, hey, you know, Christianity, you know, with the God that we serve, God, you know what I mean? There is a set of rules, a set of commandments that he gives us, you know, and we talked about it before, you know, what are the purpose of the commandments? It's not so much to strip us away from our fun, you know what I mean? It's not to keep us from something, but it's to keep, something from happening. So the fact of, you know, in Exodus uh, 20, when God is giving, you know, the Israelites their commandments and stuff, 
he says, he says uh, in one of the commandments should, you shall not commit adultery, right? So what is he saying by do not commit adultery? What is he trying to protect? The marriage. The marriage. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to protect the marriage. You know what I mean? And so it's not to to keep you away from indulging into, you know, lust and all this other stuff to to gratify yourself, which I mean, that's that's a whole topic of of, you know, like hey, temporary gratification it, it leads to what? You know what I mean? That's a whole like other thing that that we can address, but so it's to protect the marriage. And then, you know, the last commandment is you shall not cover you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your your neighbor's wife nor his uh, his servants and all that other stuff, right? And you shouldn't be wanting. Why? That's the same thing with lusting after something, right? Right, and, and you shouldn't have that because those desires, like if you're trying to covet and you're trying to want all these things and and, and you got to be happy with what you have, you know what I mean? And that's, that's where a lot of people or a lot of guys are because what? We're always looking for that next thing. Right. Look at what that, look at what so-and-so has. All right. So I want to buy it or I'm going to get this. And it's just, it, it just shows not being satisfied with what you have. And then what ends up happening? You get busted. Your wife knows that you do it. And what is the first thing that she says? I'm not enough. Right. And I think, um, before, before I came here today, I asked my wife like, Hey, you know, I, I have, I struggle with this. I've struggled with it. Um, when, when it was at its worst, how did that make you feel? And she told me, she said, she's like, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt guilt. I felt that, um, you know, I had to do more. Like, why is he looking here yeah. when I'm sitting right here in front of him? Is it because I don't look good enough? Is it because I don't do enough in the bedroom? It, what is, what is it? She was, she was beating herself up for what I was doing. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't that she isn't, She's my wife's beautiful. It wasn't that she, we don't have a good sex life. It wasn't any of that. It was that I was addicted to something and the, the feeling I got when I went there was something that I wanted. I kept going after And mm -hmm. it's a lot like anybody who's addicted to drugs or sure. alcohol or anything like that. It releases those chemicals in your brain that make you want more. Yeah. And they, and I mean, they compared, and I, I don't have the stats or, or, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not a psychologist or, or anything like that, but, you know, they say that it is on the level of, you know, heroin or meth, you know what I mean? Like, and that craving to want it and to continue, continuously want it, you know what I mean? Is, is there, and you're right. wanting that fix, just like somebody going after drugs, you know what I mean? And it's crazy because- you know, you have, I mean, while well, you were a police officer and you, you, you know, we know lots of other police officers, you know what I mean? And, and I know guys that are with, um, you know, like special services where they're like actually on the net trying to get people, you know what I mean? For, for, you know, child pornography raids and all that other stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, drugs, like most drug, you know, busts that happen, there's porn all over the place. You know what I mean? And and I think it was Ted Bundy, man, that there's like, you can look it up on YouTube. I think it's Ted Bundy. Uh, you know, he committed all those crimes. And I mean, how many how many girls did he kill and rape? Right. You know what I mean? And he's he's recorded on, on there where he's like, hey, look, if I can tell you anything, like I grew up in a good Christian home. Like my, my parents were Christian. And he said it, he's like, and the thing that did me in was pornography. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's that subtle stuff. And, and I mean, think about that. He was doing this, what, early nine, early nineties, you know what I mean? Late eighties, early nineties, the internet wasn't around. So what yeah. was he doing? You know what I mean? Magazines, you know, going into that, you know, a movie store where you had to like walk in and go yeah. to that back room. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, 
you become calloused. You know, and the Bible talks about it. Like it, it talks about plenty of places where it says uh, here in First Timothy, Paul's writing to Timothy and telling him in First Timothy chapter one, um, verse four, it says, "Don't don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people live a life of faith in God." And then he says, "The purpose of my instruction is that all believers." Uh, would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith, right? Having a clear conscience. And then he goes on to say in uh, in 4.2, so that was the way that Paul opens up the letter. And then he goes on to write the letter and in, in chapter 4, verse 2. He says, these people, and he's talking about warnings against false prophets, false teachers. He says, these people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. You know, and God wants us to have a clear conscience. In Titus, it tells us he wants us to be blameless, you know, right. not perfect, but blameless. And he's saying, hey, you got to watch out for people because they're going to give you a, a sense of having a conscience that is that is dead, right? That is that is calloused over. And think about what happens when, like, think of what happens when you have a callous, right? Your skin doesn't feel it. Like, you don't see anything inappropriate with that. Going back to Ted Bundy and him indulging in porn, like... You look at that and thinking, how can you kill those girls? How can you rape them? Man, because he was watching something that was probably like super, like we know there's all kinds of levels that people get right. into, you know what I mean? And he was watching things and thinking like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make that my reality. And because I watch it and people are doing it and they're doing it on this thing, like it's not a big deal. Right. And it, like it goes back to, I mean, you can even relate it back to drugs and I'm not going to get into like the the current arguments, but you know, for a long time when we were growing up, the gateway drug was marijuana, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's what we were told. Like porn is the gateway to so much worse. Oh yeah. Right. 100%. Like it starts with magazines or pictures and then you get into the movies and then you start looking at dirtier and uglier and nastier movies. And then it just leads down those, down those rabbit holes. Like, Oh, well, let me reach out to this person. Let, let me see, you know, what can I, what can I do? And all the while, and that's a whole secret life usually that you're leading. Yeah, it's not anything that you do in the open. It's not anything that you do in the light, right? It's all done in the darkness and it's in the darkness for a reason. And that's, it, it blows my mind. Um, when, I mean, just some of these statistics that, um, like teens and young adults, uh, ages 13 to 24 believe recycling, not recycling is worse than viewing pornography. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? Because they've been conditioned because right. it's and not it, a big deal. And it comes back to kind of what, I mean, we talked about it before we started recording was like that worldview, yeah. right? Like what, what does the world view as bad and what does the world view as good? And the world tries to tell us that pornography is just, um, what was it? A, a, a mental health, uh, illness, illness, yeah. essentially health like, issue, yeah. like you're, you're like OCD, ADD, ADHD, PTSD, PTSD, like, okay. There might be some kind of science that relates to that with the chemicals in your brain or whatever, but you're not going to go to hell for having ADHD. Yeah. Or OCD, right? Like yeah. that's not separating you from God. Pornography is, yeah, for like, sure. without and, and, a it doubt. and it tells us, and you you have a scripture down that 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 says that, right? That it's like, hey, you know, for and well, as you find it, you know what I mean. Anybody that's searching for that stuff, you know what I mean, and and is practicing it, 
You know what I mean? Living a life of it, a living a life of fornication will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah, so that's scripture. First Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Dude, and that's what's powerful because such were some of you, you know what I mean? Right. And, and that's the hope. And, you know, obviously when we, when we, you know, wrap this all up, you know what I mean? That's, that's where the hope's going to come in through, you know, when they're trying to pin this on as a mental health issue, you know what I mean? They're just trying to say, Hey, you know what? Like you can't blame them. They can't, they can't help themselves because it's something mental and it's something like, no, like, no, it is a sin issue. Right. It's it, a choice. Yeah, it, it, it is a choice. You know what I mean? And you are, are being overtaken by the sin. Yeah, absolutely. That's why the Bible tells us you're in bondage. You're in bondage to sin. You know, and think of and think of that. Like we've talked about it before. Like anything that you make a God other than our Lord and Savior, anything other than God who created this universe, when you make anything else your God, you are the one that is required to sacrifice for that. And think of what has happened from people giving into porn, right? They've ended up having to sacrifice their marriages, right. their jobs. You know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, I know a guy that's getting ready to get locked up because he he ended up getting um, getting fished. You know what I mean? And was uh, you know like they were doing a sting operation, and unfortunately, he took the bait. and And he had come to me and told me he'd already been busted once. And then he came and told me, he's like, dude, I'm struggling with porn. Like, I just, he's like, I enjoy it way too much. And I said, I know, man, but look at where it's gotten you. Like you're, you're, you know, you're under house arrest right now. You got a boot on your leg. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you have to stop watching it because you got busted for doing something that you would have never like in your right mind, you would not have done, but you put yourself in a position where you're watching this stuff, watching this stuff. And one thing leads into another thing and to a rabbit trail and look at what happened. And dude, he just got busted again. You know what I mean? For the same thing. And it's like, bro, like this is going to strip you of everything that you, that you want. And for what? Six minutes? For six minutes. Six. You know what I mean? So, you know, looking at some of these things that we're going to talk about is like, you know, how does it, you know, how do we overcome this? You know, and obviously the overcoming has got to be through, through Jesus Christ. And that's one of the things like, you know, how, how does this affect a spouse? You know what I mean? Like you ask him, I ask my wife, you know what I mean? Dude, and it's just thinking of how it has affected my marriage and, and just the past, you know what I mean? Like, dude, it, you know, I remember for my birthday, Deanna had asked me, she's like, what would you, what do you want for your birthday? You know what I mean? And this was years ago. It was like when the iPod first came out. You know what I mean? And you can even like actually like get music downloaded and it was almost like a phone, right? right. you can search the internet on it. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh man, I'd like an iPod because then I can have music. You know what I mean? Because the MP3 player that I had at the time was chintzy. <clears throat> so dude, she ended up cleaning and working her butt off. She wasn't like, okay, that's what I'm gonna get you for your birthday because you're the one that makes the money and I'm just gonna pay. You know what I mean? She like went in and worked her tail off in order to get this for me. And then what did I end up doing with it, dude? I ended up watching porn on it, man. You know what I mean? And and like it breaks my heart when just to think of of that. Like she did something because she wanted to bless me because she and she didn't want it to come away from the paycheck that I was bringing in. You know what right. I mean? And she went out of her way. And it's just like things like that, dude. And it's just like I, it, the hurt. You know what I mean? And it's like we have to guard ourselves 
And the Bible tells us, guard your hearts, man, because out of it is the wellspring of life. Everything is going to flow from it, you know? Right. And what are those desires? What are those things that you're trying to seek? And it's like, dude, it is not going to lead to anything beneficial for you. It, for sure. And I, I'm looking at my life. Like, I know that what pornography had, how it influenced my marriage, how it influenced what I have what I thought was real and wasn't real. And that's what I try to like when, you know, when um, talking with young people, I try to explain to them, like, there's nothing real about what you're watching. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in that, in the, that pornography scene, like the, the, the stuff that's out there now, like if you think that as a pizza delivery guy, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to have sex with somebody. Right. Like, so like how many kids are like watching that kind of, that those kind of pornography yeah that films fantasy and, that's gonna yeah and then they're delivering pizzas and they're like like oh she was hot and then how does that lead to more right like yeah. and uh it's it's horrible and with in marriage itself like some of the stats right like just real quick 68 percent of divorce cases involved one party meeting a new lover over the internet mm -hmm. right you're on the internet doing something wrong and then you find somebody else Right. And then 56% sure. involved in divorces, one party having an obsessive interest in porno pornographic websites. More than half. Yeah. More than half of the time a divorce is, has one person who has an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. Like, like that, I, I understand it because I've been there. I, I, that's what almost ruined my marriage, part of what almost ruined my marriage. But it was also the fact that being on that pornographic website, I was then looking for more yeah. to fulfill and ending up, you know, talking with women and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, like, and this is a, so hard to put out there, but like, there's a reason why I don't do the social media yeah. with this, with this, right? Like I told you from the very beginning, I'm not doing social media because mm -hmm. social media was the easiest platform me for me to stumble, to stumble with my marriage. So I was like, I don't have social media. All I have is a TikTok. I post little <laughs> videos here and there of my daughter skateboarding and now ignited fortitude stuff, yeah. but I don't do anything on there. Right. Like, so it's, uh, one of those things where it's like, man, we are ruining what God gave us, yeah. marriage, for something that, again, six minutes. Six minutes of pleasure, which I would argue that it's not that pleasurable, to for to ruin our marriage. Like, what's the point of that? Well, yeah, you know what I mean? And then, and then on top of that, right? So, like, you know, we talked about the strategies of Satan, and it's like, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, what does he want to destroy? Like, from the get-go. For, I mean, from the very beginning in the garden, like when did the enemy come after they got Adam and Eve? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve got, you know, get married and they have this, you know what I mean? They're united by God. And then what does he want to do? Like, mm -mm, I'm destroy this. You know what yeah. I mean? And so he wants, he wants to destroy, like, you can't think that this is anything other than that. You know what I mean? And it's just another strategy to keep, you know, people distracted. And I know, and I know that there's, there's, you know, there are stats on, on females that are addicted to it too. You know what I mean? And I, I you know, I don't know what the what the stats are, but I mean, obviously we can only talk from a guy's perspective and a majority of guys. And I mean, a majority of guys that I know, you know, in some way, shape or form have, have struggled with this. And I'm not going to say, cause I know that there's like, there is an organization out there that's called like every man's battle. And it's like, 
but some men, maybe that isn't their battle. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like throw this blanket statement that this is everybody. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're listening to this and, 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 and hearing this, like you have to wake up like it, you're, if, especially like right now, if your spouse doesn't know about this, like you need to stop you know, cause it, you're, you're now you're lying. And here's the big thing. Not only are you lying to your spouse, you're lying to yourself, you know, your kids that are affected by this. If you're single, you know, what are you, what are you doing right now? You know what I mean? I just think of my own life. You know what I mean? Like when, when I was looking at stuff, you know what I mean? I would wake up cause I wake up early in the morning, go to work, get ready. You know what I mean? And it just, it was, it was a habit that I had already created while I was single. You know what I mean? And to just look at stuff and now I'm just like, or I'm just doing the regular routine. You know what I mean? Not thinking how it's affecting my wife and what it's going to do. And it starts with subtleties, man. You know what I mean? And and like, I had to tell like people, you know, I got group text messages from, from, you know, my boys that I was in the Marine Corps with, you know, and they'd send me this stuff and it's, you know, inappropriate content. And, you know, it, it come across the screen and obviously it's like triggering stuff in my mind and triggering stuff. And like, it, it it's going to lead to me looking at something or clicking it or what, you know what I mean? Trying to find things out. You know, and my wife's like, why are they sending you this? Well, I can't, I can't control them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, why do they think that it's appropriate? You know? And, and I had to end up telling them, you know what I mean? And, and here's the thing that, that, that's hard too, when you get into those situations, I was more reluctant to tell them to stop sending me that stuff than I was in the sense of having my wife to just like, just, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Right. Like who was I trying to protect? Cause I didn't want to tell my boys. And I had to, I had to text them and be like, Hey, look, I, I got kids. Don't be sending me that stuff anymore. You know right. what I mean? And, and guess what ended up happening? Oh, of course, all the, all the junk talking started, you know what I mean? Like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? But it's like, you got to stand firm. And that's the thing. It's like, you got to man up. You know what I mean? You have to be a man. You have to protect your family. You need to protect yourself. You know what I mean? And you have to protect yourself and say, I'm not going to do that. Right. And I think uh, one of the things you hit on that we should probably talk a little bit about is the single guys, right? So one of the stats in here that I read was like the first exposure to f- pornography comes at four years and 11 months old on average. That's the first exposure. You, they might not be watching it. Um, on a regular basis, but that's when their first exposure is. So as a man, right, if your first exposure is going to be when you're five years old and then that starts becoming something that's normal. And I think it's very important uh, for us to understand, and you hit on it as well, was that when it starts to become normal, it starts to become part of your routine. And then that starts to be the way you think, right? Like, and I can completely agree, like having been single, I had certain routines that I did at certain times of the day when Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is how I'm going to start my day or whatever. Right. Like you have to change that routine. You have to understand that it's not normal and you have to understand that that's not going to do anything for you, but hurt you. Yeah. And I think, um, for the single guys out there or single girls, like if that's what you're falling back on and giving it justification by saying, well, I'm not out here sleeping around. You know, like that's one of the things that I, I'm positive mm-hmm. is an excuse or a justification for for younger people who are single or even people who end up divorced because of it, right? Like, hey, at least I'm not out sleeping around, right? Like, well, yeah, good on you, but not, you're still sinning. Well, like, well, here's the thing, not physically. 
but in your mind you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's one of the things it's like, you know what I mean? It, it, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like when, when people have a sexual past before they get married, like, hey, you're bringing all those people into that relationship. All those people that you slept with, you're like ultimately bringing them into that relationship. And your spouse knows it. You know what I mean? And your spouse is confronted by that. You know, like your spouse is thinking like when you're intimate with your spouse and they know that the line of partners that, you, that you've had, guess what's going through their mind? Are they thinking of me or they think of that other person? Right. You know, and and when you're having sex, when you're intimate with your with your spouse and you and you have sex, like, you know what I mean? And they know that you've been on porn or you have a history with porn. What are they thinking? Is he thinking of me or is he thinking of somebody that he was watching or somebody right. else? You know what I mean? And I know that there's, I mean, there has been, you know, hard times where, you know, even like after, you know, my wife and I have been intimate, you know what I mean? Like, like, especially when we were going through stuff, it, you know, she was broken because it was like, were you watching something? Were you doing, you know what I mean? And and the heartache that comes with that and the insecurity that already starts to to develop within them because of that. Right. And how, and I think for a lot of people, they don't realize like that they act different. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Hey, why was this time different? Yeah. yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Like, why was this different than all the other times? Right. And that's what, uh, so that also leads to those questions, right? Even if you weren't doing anything wrong, when something is sure. different, oh, like, yeah. that's going to that's going to trigger something in your partner, right? Like, Hey, why was this different? And, um, and usually when you're watching porn, it will definitely be different because what you're watching is not realistic, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. not how the world is. And that's not usually what, how God intended that intimacy to be right. Like, uh, the degradation that's involved with pornography and stuff like that. Like, that's not what God intended that to be. Yeah, dude, and I think a lot of it too. You know, you and we, you know, you hit on the singles and stuff like that, and and this stems obviously if you're and, and the stats that you were saying, like four and a half years old. You know what I mean? Those are those are stats. You know what I mean? But, dude, I can think of my life, bro. You know what I mean? And it's sad because I stuff happened to happened to me when I was a kid that obviously affected me, and you know what I mean? Like, um, like at young ages, you shouldn't be desiring certain things. You okay. know what I mean? And because of things happening to me as a kid, you know what I mean? You start at an early age and then you get those triggers and you start craving it. And I can, dude, I can even picture, like right now, just thinking about it, I can picture the first inappropriate piece of material that I saw, the first one that I saw. And I was like, probably eight, you know what I mean? I know where I was, where it happened, what it was. And and like, I was at my grandparents' store and, and, and they had a, a, like a mechanic shop tied to it. And of course, what do you, what happens in mechanic shops? They always have pictures uh, of, of like, chicks and inappropriate stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember looking at something and I was like, what? Like, it just like the, it, I it didn't look right. You know what I mean? And I was like kind of standing far away and I was like looking and one of the mechanics came by and started teasing me about it. You know what I mean? And I remember like immediately right there, the shame that came with that. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, just, just knowing like, and I didn't, and like back then I didn't even know what the heck was going on. You know what I mean? I just didn't make heads or tails of what the image was, but immediately the shame that came and, and, and all the stuff that, that comes from it, dude, it's just, you, we have to protect our kids, man. We have to protect, you know, what, what goes on. And dude, you remember my parents, right? 
What did they do? They they built that detached garage. Remember right. our our pub <laughs> where, we, where we used to hang out and and do all kinds of stuff. And what was all over the walls? Those kinds of pictures. Those kinds of pictures. You know, Body's you know, world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's sad too because I remember like we went to what well, I don't remember what was it like Spencer's or something like that. We bought all these posters of all the like the hot girls at the time and and put it all up all over the thing. Yeah. And I remember my mom coming in and like, hey, you're not putting that stuff up there. I'm like. Hey, that's our room. Oh, what an idiot, dude. You know what I mean? I just think of that and it's like, but you know what I mean? That stuff, that stuff was in there and like just being that and and what are you doing? And like, this is what guys do. You know what I mean? This is our man cave. And it's like, that's wrong. Right. That, and I think that's, that's one of the, something really important is the conversations dads need to be having with their children, whether it's boys or girls, like you need to have that conversation and let them know like this this is not okay. This is not realistic. This is not what you should be focused on. Um, Dude, it didn't even look, and it even starts before that conversation, because guess what? I know I'm in the car with my boys and there's somebody walking around in, in something that they shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you going to look? Oh yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? For and, sure. and they're going to watch you. And they're, I know my boys are watching me. You know what I mean? And, and they're going to watch you and they're going to, Hey, why are you always looking at, you know what I mean? They're not thinking, you know what I mean? But they're like, dad, why is dad looking at that? Dude, and it's like, no, like I have to protect it because if I do, if I do that, my boys are going to, they're going to think that that's okay. Yep, and they're, they're going to think that that's appropriate. It. You know what I mean? And that's where it comes from, man. Like, yeah, we have to have those conversations with our kids. Dude, I try minimally to allow my kids to to have a sleepover at, at somebody's house because I don't know what other people allow their kids to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't allow my kids to watch certain movies and listen to certain things and and that's super hard too with the, i mean just think about it and we talked about this the how much is sex sex objectified today like it's, it's in everything it's, it's in everything you can't go to the store without seeing a half naked woman on a magazine cover bro right like I, I, we were at walmart and frosted flakes had uh i think it was frosted flakes or i don't know what it was dude but one of the cereals it was like pride Right, and it was because of uh, of June for for Gay Pride. Listen, that that is orienting kids in a sexual preference at a young age. It might not be somebody that's you know half naked or anything like that, but what are what are they doing? Why is this you know why is this Pride? Why is this box of cereal different? You know what I mean? And what is it related to? Sex, man. Yep. Like that's what everything. Is. I mean, you can't watch you can't watch hardly any TV shows. You can't. Every, commercials, anything, they they sex sells, right? Yeah. That's one of the stats in here is like how how much money the porn industry makes. Uh, Three thousand seventy five dollars and sixty four cents is spent on porn every second on Jeez. the internet. Three thousand dollars every second. That that sex sells like that, and that's what is. In this country, like that's what I think around the world, money is moving everything, right? Like that's what causes everything to happen. You can look at almost anything that we go through as a country, as as just humanity in general, and money is somehow tied to it. Yeah. Whether it's well, yeah, because you know what? Check it out. Those those people that are in that industry, they're not doing it for free. Yeah. For sure. And uh, so on here in 2006, estimated rev revenues for sex-related entertainment businesses was just under $13 billion. Yeah. That, 
is crazy. Like that's internet sales, cable, pay-per-view, phone sex, exotic dance clubs, magazines, and novelty stores, mm-hmm. right? So all those places that lead, that lead back to the porn industry. And I think it's, you know, it's something that you can't shelter your children from it forever, mm-hmm. right? But it's have like one being an example and two having that conversation with them letting them know like there's all kinds of stuff. That, I mean, there's more in here about the 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 trafficking that goes on because yeah. of the porn industry and uh, I mean, it's so involved as far as what So so let's Okay, so, you know, obviously the porn industry. And so we're talking about, you know, something very specific. But let's also think about what it, what it, what it is, right? Because it, it, it's like somebody might be like, well, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, but it's something that you're getting pleasure from. You know what I mean? That is stimulating to you that is coming your way, right? And I mean, you know, Jesus talks about it. If you look at a woman in a lustful way, you know what I mean? Dude, I remember like having, you know, muscle magazines, you know, getting a subscription to, you know, whatever muscle and fitness or, you know what I mean? And what's on there, you know what I mean? A girl that's in, you know, whatever. And so it's like, well, I wasn't looking at a website. No, but like you got this magazine here that you're like, you know, you got that stuff there. You know what I mean? And I remember like, you know, they get a swimsuit edition. You know what I mean? And I remember just tearing the pages out. Like I, now I just don't even buy the magazines. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just would tear the pages out. Cause it's like, I don't want this there because if it's in there, I'm going to be looking at this. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have to make a conscious decision. And it's like, yeah, man, it, it, it might not be, you know, this industry, but what are you trying to gratify yourself? Or what are you allowing yourself to gravitate to? One thing where I think it's, where it's huge that we really like kind of need to talk about this. Cause especially, cause this is all stemming from the questions that, that, that had come to us. Right. And so, you know, how to, uh, the person that had sent this to us is like somebody, you know, let's like, I, I know the couple that it's related to. And before they were married, the, the guy, the dude was struggling with this. And, and I told the girl, I was like, look, if he's struggling with this, I'm telling you right now, the, the way that he talks about it, you're going to be, this is going to be a battle in your marriage because it doesn't seem like he's really serious about wanting to stop it. I mean, Jesus tells us, right? Hey, if your right hand causes you to sin, he doesn't say put it in your pocket. Yeah. He says, chop that bad boy off, right? Yeah. He, doesn't, he didn't say, hey, if your eyes cause you to sin, he doesn't say put on sunglasses. He says, no, pluck them out. You know what I mean? That's how serious he is about trying to defeat the sin that's in your life. You know what I mean? Hey, there are plenty of people that I know that have flip phones. You know what I mean? If that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like whatever the case is, like what is your stumbling thing? I do, dude, I do not take my phone with me if I'm in a, in a place by myself. You know what I mean? I don't. And if, and if I'm like positioned in a place where I'm like in a corner or whatever, I just try to keep it. So if, if somebody's going to walk by, they're going to see, especially my wife, because I don't want my wife to have that doubt. You know what I mean? And first of all, I mean, the position that I am, I'm in as, as a pastor and and think about it with children's ministry and high school ministry, like, dude, not only will it, will it affect my marriage, it would affect me being a, a, a pastor. And then on top of that, you know what I mean? All the people that it would affect because of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like there are stuff that I can't look up. Like there's times that me and my wife are talking about something and she's like, yeah, hey, check this out. Go look. She's like, I, and I tell her like, I can't look it up on my phone. I said, because my phone is tied to the church computer and all that stuff is in the history and I don't delete my history. So that stuff's tied to it. Like I won't, you know what I mean? And I, it's like there, there you have to put in boundaries on things that you don't do. You know what I mean? In order to do that. 
going backwards though, right? I think the church has has done a bad job in relation to sex and bringing people up on on the appropriateness, right? right? Like sex is created by God, okay? It is something that is enjoyable. You know what I mean? It's it's awesome. It's amazing. It is like the seriously, like it's like the best thing and the best connection that you can possibly have with your partner, with the the woman that you're married to. You know what I mean? So it's something that's great. And and think about this, right? You grow up and it's like, you can't have sex and you can't, and the way that it gets talked about it, or it doesn't get talked about at all. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, we don't talk about that stuff or we don't do that. You know what I mean? And then you don't address it. You don't talk about it. And then here you go, you get a man and a woman and guess what happens on their night of their marriage? Like they're awkward. They don't know what to do. And, and though the female is going to feel like, you know, they're like, they know they need to be intimate. But then what happens? They end up having sex. And you know what ends up happening? That woman ends up feeling shame because all the years that she grew up thinking, but this is supposed to be a bad thing. And then all of a sudden after our marriage, like now I'm supposed to turn that on. Right. You know what I mean? And so we don't do a service by not talking to our kids about it and not talking about, you know, like, hey, you know, if it's a daughter, like, no, God has made you beautiful. You know what I mean? Embrace your beauty. Now, don't let your beauty be a means to get attention. You know what I mean? But hey, you're beautiful and you're, the, you know what I mean? And talking to your sons, like, hey, you know what I mean? Dude, I have awkward conversations with my boys, dude. And, <laughs> and they know that they're free to ask me because guess what? They say that the first, the first impression that you have of, you know, whatever it is will always be that, right? A first impression is a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. You know, like we think about that as a, as it relates to just meeting somebody or a business or going in for a job, job interview, interview, you know yeah. what I mean? But that's that's designated for a purpose because the first impression is that lasting impression. So if you don't talk to your kids about it, guess what? They're going to get that information from somewhere. It better, I mean, the last place you want it to be from, from their friends that have no idea or their friends' uh, uh, siblings Right. That are hormonal and have zero clue, you know what I mean, about that stuff. So they, you want it to be from you and talking about appropriate stuff. You know, I've had conversations with my boys and they've asked me things. I'm like, just be careful with what you ask me because I'm going to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, we're going to have this discussion. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have asked you. It's like, well, you know. Be real careful about what you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, and then, and then. So those are the things. So like, how do we move forward? Like, what is what is the thing in that sense? Like, hey, in order to have it healthy from the parents, they need to, you need to address that. If you, especially if you have young kids, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to talk about those things and, and make sure that you're the one that that is talking about that. You know what I mean? And protect your kids, man, because don't have them, you know, you can't trust people nowadays, you know? Not at all. And it's like, I, I know, like I said, man, stuff happened to me when I was a kid. And unfortunately, you know what I mean? It's from people that you think you can trust, you know? And it's like, I, you know, I, I guard that stuff because once, once, you know, that's something that we always try to tell, tell the high schoolers. And I tell my kids, you know, dude, the moment you cross that line, there's no turning back. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's no turning back. And once you see something, you can't unsee it. Yep. You know, um, so we talked about, you know, like how it affects the person, you know, like how does the person that's consuming it, um, uh, you know, obviously if you've, if you've been consuming it, watching it, hiding it, you know what I mean? It's only going to lead to more things, just like you were talking about those statistics, right? Where it's going to be like, you're, it's going to, is it going to end up into an affair? Is it going to end up with you trying to get that from somebody? And if it's not going to be your spouse, right? 
then are you going to try to get it from somewhere else? You know, right. and that's another thing too with talking about you know uh, uh, conversations. Like a lot of marriages don't know how to have that conversation. Why? Because they've never had that conversation. Right. You know what I mean? And you have to have that conversation where it's like, hey, let's talk about this. Like, you know, when do you feel good? Like, are there things that you know what I mean? You know, like my wife and I have had like, hey. Let's like address these things. You know what I mean? Like what are what are things that are appropriate? What is this? What is that? You know what I mean? Like, hey, where do you feel uncomfortable? Where do you not? You know what I mean? And and you have to address those things because then there's times where it's like, is it just vanilla? Right. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And like communication is like the the most important part yeah. of that, right? And then going back to what you said about like looking at it, and you brought it up earlier. I think it was before we started recording was it like, if you're doing that, if you're looking at pornography and you're, you're out trying to gratify that urge or whether it's through masturbation or trying to meet somebody, right. What about your spouse? So now they're being left without, right. And mm -hmm. then what are they going to do? How are they going to oh, yeah. react to it? Are they going to confront you about it? Is that where your relationship is? I'm guessing not because of if it was, you'd be conf talking to your spouse instead of trying to, fulfill that need outside your marriage. So what are they going to do? Probably try to fulfill the needs that they have outside the marriage. Sure, right. Absolutely. And whether it's, whether it's an emotional need, like I'm going to have a relationship with somebody on an emotional level or it's a physical level, right? That's going to happen if you're not communicating and you're not willing to give up that six minutes of pleasure, quote unquote, for, your spouse, right? Like if you don't want it, like it comes down to priorities essentially, yeah. right? Like what's more important to you that six minutes on your phone in hiding, concealing it or your marriage. Yeah. Because like, obviously if you're, if you've like, you're indulging yourself in that, now you got that desire to, to want it. You right. know what I mean? And if you, if you end up satisfying yourself and now it's like, Oh, it's done. It's over. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like eating a meal, right? It's like, it, what would happen if your wife's like, hey, I got this meal, this bomb meal here for you to, to eat at home. And then you go and you stop by a fast food restaurant and you eat, you come home and you're like, well, I'm not really hungry anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Why? Because you've, you're, you're filling up on something else that like your spouse had for you. You know what I mean? And then what is she going to do? You know what I mean? And, and yeah, like you said, dude, like they're going to look for somewhere because they, now they feel that void, you know, and that brings up the guilt of the spouse. Like, for the spouse, for the, for the female, you know what I mean? If, if it's not something on you, like if you are married to somebody that is struggling with this, it's not your fault. Right. It's not something that you can, that you can go and say, okay, well, you know what? I need to do X, Y, and Z. Or if I was thinner, or if I look like her, or if I got plastic surgery, if I did all this other stuff, then he would like, dude, Dave Navarro cheated on Carmen Electra. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's like, come on. Like, it's it's not about the person. You know what I mean? Like, it, it isn't you. And as a, as a female, you have to know, like, it's not in your control. And you will you will know when you're trying to make it about you, when you start doing those things. Well, you know what? Maybe if I did more stuff in the bedroom and that maybe would be, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not their job to fix it, right? Yeah. Like that, I mean, pray, pray for your spouse, but it's not your job to 
change anything or fix it, right? Well, like, you, you can't be the savior because here's right. the thing. If, if let's say, let's say you, you do all these things and let's say that would be what would turn him away from it, which it wouldn't, but let's just say it did. What's going to happen the first moment that you guys have some kind of indifference, you guys have some kind of quarrel or you're mad at each other. What's the first thing he's going to do? He's going to go back to it. He's going to go back to it because you were the savior. You can't be the savior for this. Right. He he needs to bring this to the Lord. He the Lord can only be the one that's savior, and that's and that's where we go with the mental health issue. You know what I mean? This isn't a mental health issue; it's a sin issue. Right. And the only cleansing, the only solution, is to bring it to the Lord because He has washed us clean of that. Like, think about it. If you're if you're indulged in pornography or anything like this, that you're trying to satisfy yourself with this, you feel dirty. Right. I mean, let's just be honest. Right. And it's done in darkness, right? Like that brings me back to scripture and it's uh, King David um, in, in Psalm 32 verses three through five. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity. I have not hidden I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So it's bringing all of that out of darkness yeah. and coming to God and repenting, asking for forgiveness. Like, you have to bring it to light. Like, you can't stay in darkness and and get rid of this, right? Like, it's we can only be saved from this because it's not – I don't think it's one that is – I mean, I'm not saying it can't be, but I don't think it's one that's going to be as easily delivered from, right? Like you sure. hear about people all the time being delivered from alcoholism or drug addiction. I don't think it's that easy because of what we have. You have like with all, all the, the technology we have, um, one of the things that in here, it says, it seems obvious if we invent a machine, the first thing we are going to do after making a profit is use it to watch porn. That's from Damon Brown, author of Playboy's Greatest Covers, mm. right? Like there's always going to be a way that you can access it, right? And I, I, I pray all the time that I get delivered from the, the sins that I have, but it's going to be more so that I have to work to make sure that I don't allow that sin to have anything in my life. And why, right? Because if I was just delivered from it, more than likely my pride would go way up, right? And look at me, I, I don't have that problem, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's because then then my sin becomes pride, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, true, like, yeah, either way you're not gonna, yeah. Yeah, so it's, hey, bring it out, right? Talk to your spouse. First, I would bring it to God. Bring it to God, get it out, repent, and then talk to your spouse. Let them know what you're going through. I think that was one of the biggest things uh, in my relationship was I was not willing to communicate about it, period. Because I'm ashamed of it, right? Like I'm not willing to communicate. But when I did, and even then, uh, even after I did, like my wife would want me like, hey, when you're struggling, let me know. Like, but as men, we also don't want to seem weak. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Then three months, six months later, something happens and now I'm yeah. back in that yeah. same position. Right. So it's, it's all about that communication. And like you said, making sure that what you're doing is available, right? Like, Hey, like, look, I'm what I'm doing on my phone right now. Like you can see it. Like you want to read it. You want to look at it. Let me tell you who I'm talking to. Let me tell you what I've done. Right. Like, 
let me show you. Yeah. And uh, it's accountability, right? Like that's your partner. That's the person that God created for you. Like be that person, uh, be that that com- companion, mm-hmm. that that helper, because we're, we should be helping each other, help each other. You know? Yeah, and if you're single, you need to get with a guy, you know what I mean, that can that can be there for you and help you out. You know what I mean? And, and I know like sometimes, you know, maybe we you might feel like, if, you know, if you're a single person and you're listening to this podcast, you know what I mean, we never want to single you out you know what i mean and 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 forget that you know what i mean because obviously we have kids and stuff like that but like you need you need to have people you need to be in community you know what i mean yep. and and you know like i know that i can talk to you like hey bro you know what i mean or you can talk to me and and it's like that because you know you need to talk to your spouse and you need to communicate to your spouse but your spouse can't be the dumpster all the time either they can't right. handle it you right. know what i mean and they can't take that so you have to have people that are in that with you you know what I mean? Because if when if you constantly bring it to your spouse and they're your accountability partner, they're going to think that they're the ones that need to be the ones to solve that problem right. because it affects them personally, emotionally, and all that other stuff. My wife knows that I have people in my life, you and, and a other handful of dudes, where she's like, I know that you communicate with them and I know that they're going to put you in and and correct you if you're acting a fool. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're going to lead you astray. Yeah, because they because we have that tight bond. You know what I mean? And so she's like, I, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't make me be that person. You know what I mean? Um, so we talked about, uh, you know, how it affects the the person a little bit, how it affects the spouse, uh, you know, what it leads into, you know what I mean? Like, obviously it creates habits in your life where now you think, um, you know, not only are you looking at stuff that's inappropriate, but also you're lying about it and you're hiding it and being secretive. So you think that all those other things are okay and they're not, which will lead into you lying about X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Um, We talked about the callousness that comes with it too, where, you know, even, even just along those lines where it's like, you think it's okay. Dude, in in our culture right now, we live in a place where they're trying to, to, to take the Bible and the commandments that we live by, right? Because, you know, it was founded on the Bible. You know, our nation was founded under, under the principles of the Bible, not that we have a, a biblical nation, right? But there's things that are in there. Like our 10 commandments are in courtrooms and the Supreme court and all that stuff. They're trying to, so, you know, obviously, uh, adultery is to protect marriages. And what do we have? Well, hey, guess what? Let's just change the concept of marriage. And then we don't even have these problems and address these problems. Right. You know what I mean? And, and what we're doing when, we, when we, we do that, you know what I mean? And we change what, what marriage is all about. What ends up happening is, hey, we're going to go away from this old book. We're going to go away from this old set of rules and instead of going with god's wisdom now we're going to go to man's wisdom well Well, we know that's jacked up yeah and look at what we're in right now (laughs) one of the things this was passed uh last year in september that new bill um uh, sb 145 in california right Mm -hmm. it's it's a new bill that uh governor gavin newsom's desks would lower penalties for adults who have consensual consensual sex with a minor if the offender is within 10 years of age of the victim 10 years. So you're, so like right here, and, and what I'm, the point that I'm trying to bring up is the callousness that comes with it. You're telling me that it's going to lower the offense. And so it's going to make it so that if, if, if somebody within 10 years of having sex with a minor, just think about that an 18 year old and an eight year old, right? Uh, a 20 year old and a 10 year old, an 11 year old, you know what I'm saying? It's going to, it's not going to protect the child. It's going to protect the sex offender, and they are not going to have to register as a child sex offender. Right, and that's mind blowing. Yeah, like, and, and so yeah, you know what I mean. Why does that happen? 
because you have people in leadership that have given themselves over to watching things that are super inappropriate. And guess what? When a bill gets passed, I mean, just think like there is no way that anybody in their right mind would think that that is okay. What would cause them to think that that's okay? Because they're probably indulging things in their own life that is in that realm. And, and guess what? How are they going to vote against themselves? Yep. They can't. Or how are they going to vote against their, their friends that they know that are in that situation because of the people that are in their circle? They won't because they've become calloused over those things. It's you know? crazy, man. I, that, sorry, that makes me sick. <laughs> yeah. So some helpful tips that are only tips and only things that can kind of help you to avoid or, or, or do these things. But guess what? Like any kind of any kind of like advice or any tips that we give is not the solution. The solution is having to come to God. You know, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all of it. Right. You know what I mean? So the solution is is not to just, okay, well, I just need to stop doing it. Yeah, you, you do need to stop doing it. But you need to go to God and recognize the fact that it is sinful and not call it anything else other than that. When 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 you get tempted with that, call it what it is. If I get on line and I do this, or I try to gratify myself in any kind of way, it, it's adultery. Right. And it, I think I think what's important is like understanding that the sin is not against your spouse. I mean, yes, there is, you're- Affected by it. Yeah. They're affected by it, but the sin is against God. Yeah. Right? And that is what we have to realize is, I think so many times people look at sin as like, oh, I lied to this person. I Like, I sinned against them. Like, no, you sinned against God. Like, that's where, that's what sh- who you're sinning against. Yeah. When, well, think about King David, right? When he, you know, had the affair with Bathsheba and then ended up killing Uriah, mm-hmm. you know? And all that happened, and he got called out when, when you know, the prophet Nathan came to him and like, hey, you're the man. When David got down on his face, he said, I sinned against you and you alone. You know what I mean? And yeah. even right there, you know what I mean? Because that's who it is. And you might be thinking like, well, wh- what about Uriah? And what about Bathsheba? Like, yeah, they're affected by it. But man, when it comes down to it, he he was broken because he knew that he broke not just God's law, but God's heart. Yeah. You know, and that's what we have to realize. We can't minimize it. And guess what? We can't be culturally minded, you know? And I think a lot of the problem with the church is the fact that the church has no influence over the culture anymore because the culture has so much influence over the church. And so we can't think like, well, look, it's acceptable. And look at look at all my boys that watch it and look at this and look at that. And they, we, they go there. Like, that's just what we do on, you know, business meetings. They just, you know, they end up going to strip clubs. Like, I can't help it. I'm with the boss. Like, I'm supposed, no. You know what I mean? You have to guard yourself. So some tips of, 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 you know, Hey, think about it. What are the places in the areas that you stumble? What are the things that you have found acceptable, you know, acceptable, you know, like I talked about, like, yeah, I had, you know, muscle magazines and the swimsuit issue would come in. Like I'd rip that out and it just got to the point. Like, I just don't need this stuff in my house. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if, if your battle is, um, you know, obviously being on the internet, I mean, yeah, if we were, talking how Jesus says, hey, you need to cut that out. You know what I mean? Obviously, we, unfortunately, we live in a world where we need that stuff. Hey, you know, Covenant Eyes is is a, a, a software that you can team up with somebody in your life who will be your accountability partner. And you guys pair up together. And guess what? You will, he will, that person will get all the traffic that you visit 
on your devices and and you will get all the traffic that that person visits. You know what I mean? So like right. if it was you and me, like you would get all my history, all the things that I search and I would get all the stuff that you do. And it keeps you guys accountable in that sense. You know what right. I mean? That's Covenant Eyes. I know there's some other, there are other ones also. Um, you know, practical things like for myself, you know what I mean? I don't put myself in a place where I am on my phone by myself in a place where it's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like just helpful things to avoid. Not so much the fact like I'm going to stumble into it. One, it safeguards me. So I'm not going to get into that situation. But two, on top of that, like, especially for my wife, you know what I mean? I, I like, I don't ever want there to be a thing where it's like, I wonder what he was just doing on his phone, you know? Right. You know? So putting things like, don't put yourself in those positions, especially in those areas of where you struggle. Like it, it's simple in that sense. Like, yeah, it'd be easy. Just don't do it. Well, okay. But what are those triggers, right? Like a person that's trying to break their their habit of cigarettes. It's like, well, I always have a cigarette when I get into the car and I do this or I do that. What do they say? You got to change your habit. You got to change your routine. So you got to look- Something different. Yeah, you got to look at that and look at what can you do differently? You know what I mean? Hey, coming coming to church, you know, coming to a place of gathering with believers, confessing it to somebody. Yeah, bring it into the light. And I think that one of one of my biggest things was changing my habits, right? Mm -hmm. Like what I'm what I'm doing on my phone during times that I would always be on my phone, right? Like let's say going to the bathroom in the morning before I go to work and before I start getting ready and go to work, I instead of googling or going to a website, now I'm reading the Bible. Yeah, like that's what I chose as my my alternative. Um, so making those changes and a lot of people probably feel like, you know, like it's everywhere. I can't get rid of it. Like I'm going to always fall. So scripture, right? First Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Right? Like God's giving you, he's not going to give you more than you can handle, right? Like what we, what we have in this world, like, yeah, there's so many great things, but you have to, he's giving you a way to How? escape it. You just have to choose that way. Well, I, you know, you read that and I think of Joseph, right? Joseph is, you know, Old Testament guy. Um, he, all, all kinds of stuff happens to him. He's thrown in, you know, his brother's like sell him into slavery, mm -hmm. you know, and then he's, you know, uh, the number, like the head servant for Potiphar. And then what happens? Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him, you know? Mm -hmm. And guess what? Like it gets to the place where she's like, no, come on. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. And he's like, no, you know what I mean? Like, dude, he's given me everything. The only thing he's kept from me is you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to break that trust. And then, and then, you know, he runs out and she like has his robe, like he runs out butt naked. You know what I mean? And it's like, think of that. How many people given that situation we're just falling into it. Yep. You know what I mean? He he safeguarded himself. And just like that, he gave him a way out. God will give you a way out. And you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? And there's time, you know what? There's times that you're going to fail. You know what I mean? I talk to, to guys and it's like, bro, I failed. And I feel like I let you down. I feel like, it's like, no, 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 no. Here, here's the thing. Like, you know, when the Holy Spirit was like hammering you, like, don't get on that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you're like, yeah, but, I, and then you justify it in whatever way. Like you need to, at that point, just listen to him. Mm -hmm. And listen to the Holy Spirit because he's telling, he's giving you that way out. But are you going to give in to him to do that? You know, one of the things that that I try to, um, for myself, you know what I mean? In, in Ephesians 5, it says that we are to be imitators of God. 
Therefore, in everything that you do, because you are his dear children, right? Live a life filled with love, following the examples of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God, right? Man, just be imitators of God. Like, ask yourself, what would God do? You know, what would Jesus do? Cheesy, right? But <laughs> yeah. what would Jesus do in this situation? And if I'm to imitate God, check your actions, you know, on a day-to-day basis. You know, and that's the thing, like, when we live a life of compromise and allowing, like, oh, you know what? We watch these movies. Don't watch those movies. You know what I mean? Don't don't accept certain things that that you're you're going to and not do. Like me and my wife, we don't watch anything that we don't let the boys watch. Like there's never a time that we're in the house and we're like, hey, you can't come in here and watch this stuff. Like if our boys can't watch it, then we probably shouldn't be watching it either. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, it stinks. I've missed out on a lot of like great movies. You know what I mean? That I'm sure are great, but you know what? I'm not missing out on anything. You know what I mean? Why? So that I can battle things in my mind and having more stuff to have to deal with. It's just, that's just something that we've set up. If it's not appropriate for my kids to watch, then you know what? It's not going to be appropriate for me either. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things um, that really kind of hit home with me was in 1 Corinthians six eighteen: flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does, it's outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins, sins against his own body. So the stuff that you're doing sexual, sexually immoral is against your own body. Yeah. It's not against anybody else, right? Like, thou shalt not murder. That's in like, I'm killing somebody, right? Or I'm lying to somebody or I'm stealing from somebody. But when sexual immorality is involved, I'm doing it to myself, yeah. not to anybody else. And uh, you know, I've, I think I've mentioned before that like one of the things that I was, that I've struggled with for a long time was like how I wanted to be perceived, right? Like to the world. And now I'm like, wait, I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. Like, like I'm not, I'm not stealing from somebody. I'm not lying to somebody. I mean, I am when I'm doing that, but most of all, I'm the sin is against myself. Like I, I'm allowing those images into into my brain. I'm allowing myself to do these things, and it's for me that was like, well, if how can I sit here and say that like I care about other people if I'm not even going to care about myself, yeah, 100%. right? Like I can't I can't care about other people's salvation if I can't stop myself from sinning against myself essentially yeah, right like, absolutely so that was huge for me going back to the the question that that led us into this whole thing you know how how to how two tips to have healthy sex like well how do you battle pornography so we talked about some tips like how do how do we battle it first of all we got to bring it to the lord because the lord is going to be the only one that can truly deliver us from that here's the thing but you got to put in the work also yep. you know what i mean like you can't just say okay god deliver me from it well, he, did, he obviously hasn't delivered for me, right? so I'm just going to go ahead and partake. Like, no, it goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like, you got to give it to the Lord and move forward and move towards him. Just closing that gap with him, you know? Because right. when you're getting on it, you know you're like, God, I don't even want you right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is something I want to do, and I don't want anybody in here. He's there regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? And just invite him in. So how do you battle it? Uh, how do tips to have, a he- to have healthy sex? You know what I mean? You and your partner have to have to talk about things and ask. And and I mean, yeah, I mean, 
if you don't have those conversations because you've never had those conversations, it's going to be awkward, but you have to discuss things, you know, and maybe you might have to be the one that's first. Hey, you know, like, I like it when we do this or, I, you know, and, and, and asking those things and, and putting the boundaries too, but I don't like this. You know, if you right. don't like that, you know what I mean? And, and let's say, you know, unfortunately for the guy, if he's been watching all kinds of crazy stuff that he's like, hey, I want to try this and I want to try this. Hey, if your spouse isn't down for that, don't put that on that because then they're just going to feel that guilt and that shame. You know what I mean? Yep. Maybe eventually it'll be built up to to whatever, you know what I mean? And as you progress, but, you know, you got to be gentle and you got to be careful because that your spouse is going to have insecurities with that. You know what I mean? And, and so also for the, for, for either one, you guys got to be gentle when you're talking about it, but how do you have healthy sex? Hey, healthy sex is going to look different for, for everybody, for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but it's got to be something that you guys are agreeing on. You know what I mean? And I got to be careful with this because somebody's like, Oh, we both agree to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, but is that sinful? You know what I mean? Cause right. it tells us there's things in the Bible that are like, Hey, that stuff is, is sinful. So, you know, you got to be careful. Like don't be bringing other people into your marriage. Cause that's not because you both agreed on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, and don't, Hey, here's one thing too. Like, don't be like, Oh, well, guess what? We can watch porn together. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I highly advise that. <laughs> if you, especially if your part, I mean, no, but if your partner, if that's something <laughs> your partner struggles with it, because this is about pornography, right? Like if, if your partner struggles with pornography, the last thing you need to do is be like, well, you can watch it if we watch it together, yeah. because that's not going to be the only time your partner watches it without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, like, exactly. Not. So, so, you know what I mean? So like, obviously like have communication, it's going to look different for everybody. You know what I mean? And, um, be careful. Hey, and sorry, like be willing to spice things up. Like if you're, if you're a person that's kind of like, oh, we don't do like, just, you know what I mean? Like just, I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a hard like <laughs> line to hard, tread. Yeah. It's a hard line to tread, but you know what I mean? Like it is enjoyable. Like read the Song of Solomon. Like there, you know what I mean? Like the Song of Songs, like it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like God is like all for it. You know what I mean? Um, so how do you build emotional int intimacy, uh, healing from porn addiction, sexual abuse, and trauma, you know, time, yep. time, bringing it to the Lord and not making their problem about you. Right. Okay. And I would say there's a, there's a fine line with, um, communication and throwing something in your partner's face. Oh yeah. Big time. Right. Like, so whoever it is, whatever that, that hurt is, that was caused like time is going to help with God. Right. But when your partner stumbles or or your partner does something that you don't like, don't throw that in their face, right? That, oh, well, why don't you just go look at that, go yeah. get on your phone and look at porn. What a, Like, don't do that, right? That's going to that's gonna make that partner feel like, why am I even trying? Because let's look at it from um, an addiction to drugs standpoint, right? Like, if your partner is addicted to drugs and they fail, the last thing you want to do is make – push them away even further yeah. because they, they stumbled, right? Like, yeah. Cause they feel, they feel guilty already enough right, as it is. Right. Yeah. And I, I know from experience that not that my wife has thrown in my face, but I know from experience, like the shame that I I've felt when I've stumbled is I, I put more pressure on myself than anybody else around me is yeah. putting on me. Right. So when I, when I fell, I don't need you to throw it in my face. I need you to, you know, be there for me, communicate with me, but don't throw it in my face. Yeah, because right? if you're trying to heal, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, how are you going to heal? Like, yeah, how are you going to heal? Yeah, you know what I mean? One of the things as we were talking, it just like popped in, into my mind. Galatians 5 talks about 
um, the fruit of the spirit. Okay. And uh, uh, it, it talks about, you know, the, the desires of the flesh, right? It, there's another, uh, another scripture uh, where it's the, the, the spirit is willing. I can't think of the scripture off the top of my head, but it's the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. You got to know. And just going back to, you know, God will give you an out. God will, won't give you more than you can handle. Okay. The, the, the spirit is the one that's going to help us with that. Cause it's not within you. Like he's not going to give you more than he, he, he's going to give you more than you can handle in a sense, like you, right. but not more than you can handle with him. You know what I mean? So the, the, the spirit is being the flesh is weak in, in uh, Galatians five verse 22, right? It talks about the Holy Spirit and it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. One of the things from the fruit of the Spirit, right? But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and here's the thing, and self-control, right? Because this is, ultimately, this comes down to a self-control issue, right? And, And you can tie that down to, you know, gluttony is a sin, right? And what's the whole premise of gluttony? You don't have self-control over that. You know what I mean? Same thing with pornography. You got to have self-control. That self-control is going to be something that the spirit is willing to do in your life, but you have to yield to the spirit. Right. It's funny you brought that up, gluttony, right? Because one of the articles I read today, getting ready for this, was about somebody, they were writing about pornography addiction, but they said like, hey, I have an addiction to food. I'm a foodie, right? Like, when that time come, when like those cravings come, whether it's for sushi or burgers, you know, like I'm like, Hey, let me get it. And it's the same thing, right? Because once you get it and you eat it, then it's like, what is that? Maybe you spend 30 minutes eating, right? Yeah. So it's a lot more than six minutes, but you spend 30 minutes eating and then it's like, well, now I want more. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so like, it's like, I mean, we can tie the, this, porn addiction to just about anything. Right. But, um, one thing I think is really, um, important that we hit on is, yeah, we all fall short of the glory of God. Right. And we're all sinners and we're all going to stumble, but it's, and I'm guilty of this myself. It's not an insurance policy. It's not like, well, I'm going to be forgiven. So I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. That whole scripture where it's like, I don't do the things that I know I should do. And I do the right. things that I don't want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, that was in Romans. Romans, Romans seven. Yeah. So Romans like, 7. like just because it's a, it's a hard issue, but like, it's also like, Hey, this isn't an insurance policy to continue in your sin. Right. Like it's, we need to get, cut that hand off, pluck that eye out yeah. and grow closer to God through Jesus, right? Like we can't, you're, you can't just continue on the path. Yeah. You know, and and the thing of, you know, just like that, you know what I mean? It's an indicator, you know, when you stumble, you have those desires, you know, and unfortunately, man, like it it stinks, especially being a dude, bro. Cause there's times that you're just like trucking along no, and then boom, you get hit with something. I've told my wife, she's like, really? You just get it. Like, it just comes just like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I could be reading my Bible, you know what I mean? And then it's like, bam, it's like, are you serious? You know what I mean? And, 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 and here's the thing. But in those moments, I know that I'm, Hey, thank you God for not letting me think that I'm perfect. You know what I mean? Because obviously, you know, that stuff is, is still there and lingering. And guess what? It just makes me know where I'm at with you and just makes me more dependent on knowing how much more I need him. Right. You know what I mean? In, in that, so it's not an insurance policy, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, if anything else, it's like, I, I, I need to hold on to you. I can't do this on my own. 
because the moment that I think I can and I try to let go, guess what? I get hit with that. It's going to be like Peter, right? Walking on the water. Hey, Lord, you know, if it's you, let me walk on, on the water, you know, call me out. And what happened, man? He started sinking. Why? He took himself, he took his eyes off the Lord. You know what I mean? And that will be us too. Like you can't ever think that this is something that you can, and anything, you know what I mean? That's how much we truly need him. So yeah, is it something that we're gonna be struggling? Yeah, and all of us fall short of the glory of God. Like you said, it's not an insurance policy, but man, that's how great God is. You know what I mean? Bottom line, man. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to end with was God's faithfulness is greater than your weakness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's in in your weakness, he he's going to make you strong if you let him, right? It, you turn to him in prayer like, hey, I'm struggling, God, help me. And there, and there you go, Dean, in the weakness, because what ends up happening? No, 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 I got this. Yep, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That's that's you trying to show your strength when you're really weak. Yeah, dude, and that's what and that's what that means in, in your weakness, yeah. Yep, so I think that um, I know like we've covered a ton. Like, I don't know if there's more that you want to go on. <laughs> like, and this is such a, a heavy thing and it's a lot, it's like a lot of the, the topics that we try to tackle, like just like forgiveness, right? Like we know that there's so much more that we can go into in forgiveness. There's so much more we can go into here. We're already well over an hour um, with this with this podcast, and I hope everybody's stuck around. Yeah. And you know, if if it helps, or if you have more questions, reach out to us, and yeah. we'll we'll tackle those things. It, it, even if you know we're talking about bring it to light. If you feel like, man, I can't, I I I can't talk to somebody. Guys, you can email us, set up yep. a phony email, you know what I mean? And you might and uh, make the steps yeah. necessary in order to go. And man, we'll be praying for you. We'll communicate. If we need to jump on a, a, a call, a Zoom call. I mean, like this is the whole purpose of, of, of the podcast was to be able to minister. And sometimes it's easier to go and to talk to somebody um, maybe that you don't know uh, in, in some way, shape or form and, and be able to unload as it is to... Hey, I need to make an appointment with the pastor and, and talk to him. You know what I mean? And there are people that have come and talked to me about, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that I've talked to you too. You know what I mean? But guys, if you're struggling with this, don't keep it. Right. Bring it and, to the light. And if you're a woman and you reach out, understand that you and I aren't going to no. be the ones to answer that question, but we can get our wives involved. And if they've, if they're, if they've, can answer that question. Yeah, or we some, can lead some, you to some, some, yeah, some way. Yeah, some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's one thing that Steve and I have like, hey, we're not going to minister to to females just to safeguard, obviously, because look at the topic that we're yeah, talking about. You don't right. need to safeguard that, but it's not to say that your questions or, or whatever you have is going to go undirected. Uh, you know what? There is also a resource that just came to mind. Um, I know that our, um, if, you, if you're listening to this and you go to our church, um, our we're getting ready. There's some ladies that are going to start a ministry and it's related on this topic of, of, of women that are trying to deal with their husbands uh, that are struggling with this. And I think that you can talk to Julie. I'm sorry that I'm putting you on the spot, but you can talk <laughs> to Julie in the bookstore because she has all the information on it. Uh, but you can um, reach out. And, and I think the book is like, how to when something along the lines of when your husband is addicted to pornography like the i mean the title is yeah. blatantly obviously on what it is but it's calling it out how it is and and that if, you know is a resource for females that are that are walking through this you know that's a, something that you can pick up for sure so that's it we man good. just pray us out man <laughs> <laughs> pray us out so again i want to just repeat this god's faithfulness is greater than your weakness Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together and to do this podcast and try to reach people. Uh, it's amazing the work that you've done already. 
through this simple podcast. We ask that right now, um, if anybody's struggling, Lord, just give them that courage, that that understanding that they can bring that to you, that that you're the one that's going to heal them. And we ask that you're, you're, you give them the Holy Spirit, you give them the strength, the courage to step out of the darkness and into the light and make known that, you know, they've sinned against you, God, and that there is a path forward. There is redemption. There is salvation. And it all comes from you, God. But it's first taking that step out of darkness into the light. And um, we ask anybody who's sitting there struggling right now, just sit there and meditate on it for a few minutes and talk to God and see what what he does in your life. I guarantee you, he will pull you out of this. And um, we want to thank you, God, for all of it for everything that we're going through, everything that we're doing here, every person that we've reached. Um, and we ask that you just continue pushing this out into the world, God, that they are able to, to grow closer to you through this. And we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.